I guess I'm wondering, like, when, how does it feel or what do you think about the idea if you hear Mark or I saying, no, because you're a white male with enough money, like your life is easier. Do you agree with that? How does that, what do you think about I, that? I definitely think it's easier because if it was the same as say you were a black male with a lot of money, well, it's harder for black people to get in school and to get in places because if it was if it was as easy as it was for me there'd be more black kids in the school because this place that we live um it's pretty it's a pretty nice place and it is pretty expensive to get a house if you're just moving here right now Mm. in 2022 so if if it was as easy for black people um and white people to get job and live here then we'd have around the same amount of black people and white people in the same school Hmm. so i definitely think it's easier for me than most other people on the entire planet Welcome to season two of the 3 to 10 project. Two white cisgender males who have been friends for over 25 years, exploring race, gender, and education by talking through the intersection of our identities with our experience, as well as what we are reading, listening to, and thinking about. And most importantly, considering how to show up moving forward. The 3 to 10 project reflects our long-term commitment, three to 10 years of working together to build community and culture, inspired by author Resma Menekum. You can learn more about Resma and find a link to the podcast that inspired us on our website. I'm Mark. I'm Reed. This season, we're framing each episode around an essential question. Sometimes we may uncover answers, Usually, we'll end up with even more questions. And as we move to hold ourselves accountable, we'll wrap up every discussion by setting specific intentions for action. How will we be moved to act, and what will we do? In our last conversation, episode 8, Mark, our friend Jason, and I explored the question of how where we live matters to our identities, our lives, and our work of anti-racism. At the end of that show, I committed to raising the question with my family. But then Mark and I decided to do that one better. In this episode, we are joined by our sons. Mark's son, Sam, is 15 and a high school student in Massachusetts. My son, Chase, is 12 and goes to middle school here in Maine. Today, we invite their voices to deepen our own thinking about race, gender, and education. This is Season 2, Episode 9, entitled, What Do the Kids Think About Where They Live? Recorded June 2nd, 2022. Please bear with us as the audio isn't great at times, but if you listen carefully, you get to hear one of Sam's cats and one of his dogs join in the conversation. Take it away, guys. So, Chase, was there anything in particular that you've 
wanted to talk about that you wanted either know more about or that you wanted to tell us about? Well, I think that our school is built up of a lot of white people and that I think they talk a lot more about and they they kind of hide stuff about race more than some other schools might. Most white kids, they don't really talk a lot about race and like understand that it's um, like that some bad stuff is happening. And so maybe I think that our school should maybe teach more about that. What, why would teaching more about that? Why is that something that, that make, you think is okay for or important in school? That would make people understand more and take, um, you know, that kind of stuff more seriously, like being racist to people. And they, they may take that more seriously. And if they see that, they may stand up and like say, that's not, that's not cool or something like that. At both of your schools, I'm curious how much you see kids that are like interested in social justice or racial justice and how many kids that you feel like are like acting racist, basically. Like I'm curious what, uh, what you see kids behave like in schools that are almost all white. Well, I mean, there isn't, since there aren't that many kids that aren't white in our school, I don't think there's that much racism because there's not that many people to be racist to. But um, I I don't know what it would be like if there would be more people of different races and stuff in our school, and that would be much better because, I don't know, maybe we could learn more about trying to control that. But I don't know. I don't think there's that big of a problem in our school with that. I just think that we should learn more about it. And if we see somebody on the street being like racist, we could stand up more than people do now. In school, have there ever been times where people are saying like, oh, like what you're saying, oh, it's important for us to talk about this. or this is something I want to learn about. Or have you seen people that said, all this talk about race is dumb. Like everybody's treated equal. I don't even know why it would it would talk about it. So. Well, some people definitely don't want to learn about it at all because there are some kids that like talk about it all the time. And some kids, they don't talk about anything like that. So I doubt they're going to want to learn about it. Okay. Can you tell Jason Reed kind of the same thing? Yeah. I don't really pay attention anymore at this point in high school. Can you say, can you describe what you've noticed in the times that you have been paying attention? Um, um, what did you notice? Yeah. You got it. Some kids are racist. That's what I see. What does that look like? I don't really know anymore. I don't, like, I don't know. I just don't really pay attention to like really what people are saying it's cool but uh, kids are just like anti-gay anti like very conservative i guess but yeah it's interesting you bring up the anti-gay th- do you feel like that's something that comes out more often like people yeah probably why do you think that is because probably what their family believes 
Hmm. Lots of kids are religious here. That's interesting, Chase, because at your school, does religion ever come up or people say, feel like that may well, not be some something? Kids, some kids are way more religious than other kids. It's a lot, It's much more of a mix than what he's saying mm-hmm. at our school, just because it's all sorts of different things. Like some people are religious, some people are atheists, some people don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of different yeah it's like a mix yeah but i'm glad sam brought up the anti-gay thing because i think you have heard some things like maybe you haven't heard a lot of specific racism things but you've heard some homophobic yeah things uh sexist things sexist all all the time yeah tell me about that kids kids say the b word a lot in about girls yeah sometimes and um and about boys like everyone mm. and people say like you're gay sometimes like that happens all the time mm. i said that once too probably shouldn't have said that mm. why, why are you questioning it now well because i don't know i was trying to i was trying to like fit in which i guess i did i mean everyone's fine with it but the teacher got mad at me and i don't really want the teachers to get mad at me because mm. that kind of gets me on their bad side so is that kind of familiar so, to you sam like that kind of your game yeah, kind of thing like everyone says that it doesn't really bother me personally but i'm not gay so it doesn't really bother me but yeah that's a lot of what kids say it's interesting to me because i know like chase you have a friend or two who might be gay, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe, and you've got, and maybe there's some transgender students. Yeah, or... I mean, a lot of kids say they are, and then two months later, they're just like, well, I'm joking. And hmm. Maybe that's because they're uncomfortable, or maybe because they were joking. It's not really clear. Hmm. Yeah, because when I was in school, like, no one would have ever said or joked about any of that. Yeah. Um, so some things have changed a little, but kids calling each other gay. I mean, that sounds like when I was in middle school in the early 1980s. So I guess that part hasn't changed. Yeah. I guess one of the things I'm wondering about as a teenager, which is just a really hard time in a lot of ways, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't want either Chase or Sam to take this the wrong way because I, recognize how hard it is but like so kind of going along with the group saying something someone's gay or whatever that's gay and or sam saying like well i'm not gay so it doesn't bother me and i've been thinking a lot about like in white communities this goes about race or supporting any type of marginalized or oppressed group what does it mean to be like an ally to groups that you know we might not even be interacting with a ton or we don't belong to but is there some responsibility as white people as straight people whatever it is to kind of stand up for be allies to other to people that don't fit those categories or those identities. Kind of be allies or be in solidarity 
Okay, so this is something that's come up. We have flags out in our yard right now, like a pride flag and a Black Lives Matter flag. And I'm curious what you think about it, because this is this idea of solidarity. As white people, do we have, or as straight people or whatever our identity is, do we have the obligation to be in solidarity with people who are oppressed? Reed, maybe you can restate what I'm trying to get at. Do you have any responsibility to help people who are different, who may have problems because of the way the world's set up? Yeah, but I don't think having a gay, a gay flag is pretty weird. And they are. Like, I've thought about throwing it away. Like, there's no point to have it. You just seem like a savior trying to do it. Like, no one's looking at it and be like, oh, this guy is making such a difference. Like, you're not making any difference at all. It's just weird and kind of cringy. Yeah, we've t- so that's great, Sim. I mean, we talk at the that's gets called virtue signaling. I don't know if you've heard that idea of virtue signaling, where like white people put a Black Lives Matter flag uh, or sign on their yard or hang a pride flag and then feel like they everyone should should think how great I am because because yeah. I'm showing and, and also most people that have a gay flag have someone that lives with them that is gay or is gay themselves. Like they're just zero reason to have that in New York. There's just no point in having it. It's just like you're trying to feel good for yourself. Okay. So let's forget about the flag for a second. So you would probably choose like in your house not to have that because that isn't like serving a purpose. But do you, is there anything you feel like you should do for people who are different? Yeah. I don't know what exactly, but definitely just do the basics like like be with them like not be against them not be racist or... chase you wanted to add something there well, what do you what do you think your responsibility could be just like don't don't be mean to them you don't necessarily have to be completely friends oh. with them if they're like mean to you but don't like bring don't like bring the facts that they're gay or, and like super offend them and just bug bug them on about that and make them feel really bad about it. Just, I mean, if you want to be mean to someone, don't be mean like that because that's kind of not cool. I'm struck in a good way by the phrase you used, Sam, about be with them. And, and I think there's lots of things that could mean, but if I'm understanding what you're saying, it's kind of like it just starts with connecting with the people you know and perhaps just being a friend to them you know it's not about uh, maybe specific action at least it starts with just connecting with the people you can connect with yeah i hear the dog this is what i think about a lot in the schools that you both go to which are mostly white yet both of you have very very specific, important relationships, especially with Black people. I mean, you have a Black uncle, you have Black cousins, um, Chase, uh, and Sam's like best friends in the world um, are Black. So I think you have an appreciation of like how important those people are to you probably impacts how you are in the world 
um, with people of color and with black people. But you both go to school with people that have probably have almost no relationships of any real relationships with people of color, especially black people. Do you think the schools should be trying to do something? Like I get worried about the white adults that the white children are going to become that go to the schools you guys go to, but never really have relationships with other races. And I wonder what they're gonna be like in the world. Well, maybe okay. you can travel places, like go maybe places where there'd be more people come and just visit and maybe find some relationships there. You know, Chase has only ever been to this school. But Sam has been in a couple different schools. How do you feel about being in a school with a lot of black kids, a lot of Latino kids versus being in a school with white kids? How does that affect any of the kids in the school? Because you've had both kinds of experience. Um, I don't think it like changes the way I learn, but people definitely act different. But besides that, no, not really. Because learning is learning, regardless of the... Yeah, it's going to be just as bad as it'll be the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, Reed, you're kind of talking about academic learning? Well, not or... necessarily academic. No, not necessarily academic. The things you're saying that kids say and do now, like, I wonder if you were still in Denver, still in schools like that, if you'd be surrounded by kids that were still saying the kinds of things that they are... I think all teenagers say like inappropriate things. Like even the Denver friends call people gay. Like they say the N word. Like it doesn't. Like they just like every every teenager says inappropriate things. Like it's it's just a little different. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think people in our school. I mean, or everyone. The more the teachers, I think it's really good that they, they, I mean, we had like a pride week at school where it was like day one, like bring anything but a backpack and it was just random stuff. And I mean, that's fun, but the kids don't really care about how they don't really care about pride month. They just care about like that, the cool events that's happening that week. Like they're not learning anything from that. Mm. They're just taking the fun stuff, like just like a teacher. Like, there's nothing really to learn about it if the school isn't teaching anything. But the school did, like, a, a yeah. pride event? No, there was a pride week, except it wasn't really pride stuff. It was just bring nothing but a backpack. And then there was dressed like a teacher. And that's one of the two I remember, but it was, like, a whole week of just random stuff. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that was more about school celebration, like school pride, not really about gay pride. Yeah, well... I mean, it was like, this is LGBTQ plus week oh. or something. So I don't know. Don't ask me why yeah. they did that. But to be honest, I wouldn't do that if it had nothing to do with it. I mean, I do that bring anything but a backpack because that's fun. But I don't think that should connect to LGBTQ if it yeah. doesn't really connect. It sounds like they were trying to make some connection, but you weren't really feeling it. Nobody was feeling it. They, I mean, they, they didn't really talk about it. They just liked the fun parts and left out the boring parts. Maybe that was performative virtue signaling on the school's part. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. From my point of view, and I'll just talk about like the United States has a lot of things going on that make it really hard if you're not white, not male, and not pretty wealthy. If you don't fit those identities, things aren't as easy for you in this world, in this country now. Would you, either of you agree with that? Yeah, but I thought this was about talking about moving schools. So here's my thing. I think schools should actually focus on helping students understand that things aren't so great for everyone else and that each person can do things and has a responsibility to do things in the world to help other people. And I don't think that's a message that's taught in school. So I'm curious, like, Chase, is that taught? Sam, is that taught? And what if schools actually taught that? Maybe by some individual teachers, but not the school as a whole. It's not taught. Do you think it should be taught? Yeah, sure. Well, I think that everybody's going to want to learn different things. Well, everybody has their own view of school, so it may be hard to teach everyone about that when some kids don't want to learn. Do you think schools should do it? Like, just make people recognize stuff? Make people recognize the power of race and gender and wealth in the world. Um, like, is that part of what should be taught in schools? Like, this is controversial. I mean, I think some people would say absolutely positively not. And But I'm asking you guys who go to school mostly with white, wealthy kids, it seems like even more important to be teaching there. I think that our school is a good school. Like, but are you talking about, like, a school that teaches more about race and gender and that stuff? Maybe. Or one that isn't mostly white, one that isn't mostly wealthy. Um, There could be a lot of differences. I mean, I think our school is trying their hardest. And I think that even though there's not that many black kids, there's still some. And I think that where I'm at is fine. Like, I don't really need to change. Sam, what do you think? Tell them. I mean, I just hate this school. I just hate this place. I'd much rather be back in Denver. Hmm. Why? Mm, I don't know. Just better. I don't know. It's better there. This is like the most boring place to live. I'd much rather go to a school there. Just because it's in Denver, or what? What about that school would be different? More diverse and bigger, more people. Reed, this goes to the conversation we were having the other day with Jason, right? About us choosing where to live. Why are you disappointed that we moved here? Tell me. I don't know why, but I mean, again, it's like in the middle of nowhere. And it's in Massachusetts. Like, who wants to live in Massachusetts? Do you think that leaving Denver, if you'd gone anywhere, you'd be a little bit like, Keisha, I had a place. I had made friends. I was moving along and my family ripped me away and took me somewhere else. Let's say they moved to San Francisco or Tallahassee, Florida or Michigan. Do you think you'd feel the same way? Or is it really like, 
Yeah, because they have a like great friends here. Like we have a super tight group. Like I have a lot of friends here. I know everybody, but like I don't like it here. Like mm. if we pass up and left back there, I'd be even more happy. Like I don't think it would have mattered where we went. Mm. Like you've got friends. That's fine. School, school, but the place, like the things to do, the the yeah. the not being near a city or being in a city, not having those kinds of opportunities, that is sounds like that's part of what's hard about it for you. Yeah. There's the closest people I ever know. Yeah. We still talk six years later. Basically, we're brothers at this point. Well, I mean, this is really um I mean it's been great listening and 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 learning with you too. There's one other question I'd like to ask that's not exactly about schools. One thing you said Mark is like your view that if you're white, if you're male, if you have a fair amount of money, like life is easier for you in general. And you didn't say if you're straight, but that has been a co- part of this conversation too, so we probably could add that in. And so like I wonder Chase to hear like, hey, you're a white boy. We have plenty of money. We live very comfortably, right? We're not as rich as Chase might like us to be, or mm-hmm. I would like to be, but, and we're saying like, oh, you have life easier than other people. And some people hear that and say, that's bullshit. Like my life is hard. I get bullied at school. I have things I don't like. I don't get to buy everything I want. And no one treats me special because I'm a white boy. So I guess I'm wondering, like, when, how does it feel or what do you think about the idea if you hear Mark or I saying, no, because you're a white male with enough money, like your life is easier. Do you agree with that? How does that, what do you think about I, that? I definitely think it's easier because if it was the same as, say, you were a black male with a lot of money, well, it's harder for black people to get in school and to get in places because if it was if it was as easy as it was for me there'd be more black kids in the school because this place that we live um it's pretty it's a pretty nice place and it is pretty expensive to get a house if you're just moving here right now Mm. in 2022 so if if it was as easy for black people um, and white people to get job and live here, then we'd have around the same amount of black people and white people in the same school. Hmm. So I definitely think it's easier for me than most other people on the entire planet. Hmm. Sam, any thoughts? Definitely easier to be a white male or white woman in society. I think black women have it hardest, but I think white women are pretty equal white men at this point. But um, I think black women and black men definitely have it hardest when society puts like actual laws in place to keep them poor or to keep them unhealthy or anything like that. Especially if they're gay or have a different you know, view of the, like, if they're gay or lesbian, then that might be adding on to how hard it is. That's called intersectionality. 
That's where like you have multiple parts of your identity that kind of the way those interact impacts how you work in the world. So you take all your identities and they all kind of intersect with each other there. So when you say, you know, there's black men, black women, it's not exactly the same. You're saying black women, actually, something's a little different than being black, black man. And so, yeah, and Chase was saying, well, and if you were gay or poor, you know, all these. Um, well, I appreciate the time. I think, Reed, you and I could do some thinking and maybe fine tune some things at times we could bring in uh, Chase and Sam to talk with now that we've heard kind of some general thoughts from them. I just want to thank both of you guys. And I want to say just at the end there, like both of you talking about like being able to see some of the privilege you have. Like, I think there's a lot of adults that, that don't see that or, or couldn't, couldn't say that. And so I think that's important to recognize. And I just realized, you know, I really appreciate you joining us today. So I wanted to say that. Yeah. 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 Chase, be good to your dad. I think you should about him be good to me. No, no. Today, you be good to him. No, tomorrow, <laughs> he can be good to you again. All right. See you guys later. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the 3 to 10 Project. You can find all episodes on our website and through a number of streaming apps. Do you have feedback or ideas for us to engage with? You can email Reed directly at reeddyer1, that's the numeral one, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you think these conversations could be valuable to others, we'd love if you passed the podcast link along. Finally, thanks as always to Random Chiz for our season two theme music.